0: So if we're trying to hook people, what's the show? Give me the elevator pitch. Ding.
1: Hi. <laughs> I you have to say hello. You haven't you're in an elevator. It's just going to be random if I just start talking about what I do.
0: New show bit getting each other to break. <laughs> hello.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason.
0: Hi Jason, I'm a very important business executive. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's who, that's who uses elevators. Well, we are a podcast making a board game company, making a board game. Mind is blown, right? Tell me more. We are a two-person podcast, but that is the face of who we are as the misplay because behind the scenes, there are a handful of gamers and friends who are working with us, to create a board game company. That's our goal. We want to create a board game company that is making a board game. This is not a podcast that is telling you how to build a board game. We're telling you how we built ours. Starting at nothing and creating a board game that we can launch on crowdfunding. That's our story.
0: Ding, floor seven.
1: Uh, Well, themisplay.com. Bye.
0: I'm Hunter Pence, and you're listening to the Misplay podcast. Oh yeah. Hello, and welcome to The Misplay, where we create two-page, one-page games.
1: My name is Mark. My name is Jason. We are The Misplay. We're a podcast about making a board game company that makes board games. That's the idea. We are going to create a board game. This is episode one. The board game does not exist yet. The podcast really does not exist yet. The board game company does not really exist yet kind of. We'll get to that. But this is episode one and the idea in every episode is we are going to tell you where we are, what we're working on, and what's next. But for this episode, instead of where are we, we thought we'd start with who are we? Well, my name is Mark. I am a lifelong
0: fan of games. I grew up playing traditional 52 guard deck Playing card games like hearts or euchre or cribbage or go fish depending on how old i was and in tandem with that i was always i've been a lifelong video game fan also as i got a little bit older and a little bit nerdier i got into tabletop role-playing games like dungeons and dragons um, some of the white wolf games if you're familiar with vampire the masquerade and that genre and then as i continued to grow and expand my repertoire of games i got into things like magic the gathering Digital card game Eternal, and deeper into board games in general.
1: Do you have any nines? Go Fish. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Go Fish was uh, was something worth mentioning. Was that something that was you you played with your family? I played a lot with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Gin was the the game of choice in my family. I'm more of a five hundred rummy kind of guy. Okay. My name is Jason, and uh, like Mark, games have been a central part of my life. Uh, A little bit different though, in that I was always creating games, outside, inside. I used to run a paper baseball league inside my house with my family. They will not have fond memories of it, but I do. (laughs) Outside in the snow, I used to shovel paths around our house and then we'd play tag on them. There were these hedges in my backyard that I had, a, I had a neighbor, a friend of mine and we tossed the ball over the hedges back and forth just to play catch and then slowly points were involved and then, you know, we got really competitive about it. Um, we used to, we didn't own Risk, but we went to the hardware store and we bought like nuts and bolts and screws and then we created our own Risk board game. So for me, I have always been really passionate about creating games. The other thing about us and who we are is that this is not our first rodeo. Actually, if it, if it were a rodeo, it would be my first one. Have you ever been to the rodeo?
0: I've been to a bullfight.
1: It's close. But I mean that this is not our first podcast, right? Sure. So the misplay is something that has existed for several years. Through that podcast, we were fortunate enough to create a community around the misplay. And it wasn't just us, it wasn't just Mark and Jason. There was a whole team of people that we were working with to create not just a podcast, but they were creating meta reports. They were creating spoiler articles. They were creating blogs about playing this game. And I think this was the next logical step for us to take it a little bit further and say, hey, we wanna create something a a little bit more tangible, a little bit more, a little bigger. And then you came and pitched me the idea of making a board game. That's right. And so this is the new challenge. This is the new thing. This is, this, is, this is beyond, it feels beyond a passion project. This is something I really want to create with you and with other people. For
0: me, it's about two things. The old show about Eternal, as you pitched it to me, was a combination of you wanting to make a podcast and me having this interest in Eternal as a particular game. And it was something that we could carve out time for and create time to spend together while we worked on this creative project. So for me, it's partially still that or largely still that. The other part I'll call I like the spotlight a little bit i'm a I have a background as a as a performing musician. I don't really have a comparable creative or performing arts outlet, and this kind of scratches that similar vein. I get to be on the mic, I get to perform, I've played around with streaming on Twitch before, that's something that I might entertain bringing back as a co-occurring content for this. Um, I like the performance aspect, I like the back and forth, I like the
1: entertainment piece, and I like board games. So before we start, before we get into where we're at right now, let's take a minute and uh, this week's episode is brought to you by...
0: A sponsor that we didn't make up?
1: We don't have a real sponsor this time, but we are going to. Mark, on our last podcast, how much money did we make from corporate sponsorship? Zero dollars. That's right, zero dollars. And I am, I'm hell-bent on, on topping that. So here's my idea with the sponsor. We sell this 30 to 60 second ad right here in our podcast. For $1. Anybody who wants to buy an ad on the misplay right now can do that. It's $1. And we will run that ad for as long as the show goes on or until somebody purchases this spot again for $2 and then we'll, we'll, we'll switch ads. So, so we're going to gamify the sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: The misplay auction.
1: Yeah, that, that, that was the idea is that we'd create a game inside of the podcast for our sponsor section. I think it's incredible value. $1 for an ad here. Whew. I'm going to buy it right now. What is your company? The Misplay. right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say my dance fighting group, but you know.
1: Okay. So we are going to sell this spot for $1. You're going to be able to purchase it on Discord. Find us at themisplay.com. You'll find links to our Discord there and come sponsor the show. Game on. What are we working on, Mark? Where are we at right now? We said we're going to create a board game. Where are we at right now? You sent me a homework
0: assignment. I did. You told me all the research says if we want to make games, we need to make games. So you gave me a homework assignment
1: to make a board game. That's what I did. And so we both created created one-page games. There's an asterisk by mine at the moment, but we both created one page games because that was that was the advice from all of the research when you start when you start looking into the space and and you listen to other podcasts, you look at other blogs, all of the advice is you want to make board games, make a board game you it, and it makes sense if you want to be good at bowling, go bowling if you want to be good at golf, go golf. Um, if you want to be a really good partner, look up go how to therapy there <laughs> <laughs> And that's true of anything. If you want to be good, Mark is a dance fighter. I play capoeira. Do you play? Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. You play? I didn't. I thought you just. It's did. a game. Okay. <laughs> In order to get good at that, Mark, you have to play the game. There you go. If, if we're going to create board games, we have to just start creating board games. And so we did that. And we have brought them here for the two of us to play. Mark, your game is called Wait, Word no. Warpers. Sell it to me. It's a quick,
0: action-packed word game where you and your opponent each take turns turning one five-letter word into a new five-letter word using three different ways of changing words. And when somebody can't meet the timer or one player uses up their entire word bank, they win. I like it. Outwit your opponent by using fancier words than they're able to rearrange. Oh, You got a, you got a
1: catchphrase, too. You got a little catchphrase. What is it again? Outwit your opponents with fancier words than they
0: can rearrange.
1: Wow, that's great. That'll go on the box. Buy it for a dollar. <laughs> Let's play. All right,
0: mm-hmm. and then you're going to hit you're going to hit lap to restart the time. In
1: Mark's game we started with the five letter word so bread. I on break. Then I changed it into time. break. Mark changes it into tweak. I go B-R- twerk, into- which I think is legal and uh, we continued playing, changing it back and forth several Tom times so. before eventually Mark yeah, changed it G-O-W-N-S. into a word he didn't yes, think was a word, and so we called it there, and we gave me the win.
0: Tolls, T-O-L-E-S. Oh, is my word not a word? Let's call that the end, because I don't think tolls is a real word. Victory is mine somehow? Somehow.
1: No, that's not right. GG, tell
0: me what you think about the game. And pay attention to, I took this opportunity as an exercise in rule writing. So be really critical of things that weren't clear in the way that the rules
1: were written because that was my like, objective as I wrote the game. You want, you want critical. I want to I wanna, I wanna start with the positives. I want to tell you, I, I was really impressed with this game. An infinite amount of jasons at an infinite amount of typewriters doesn't come up with this game. This is really this is not at all what I was expecting, you know. I thought it'd be more like Candyland, you know. <laughs> like I really did. Like this is this should actually be a game. Like this could be a game. This is like Wordle, but you gotta be a little bit smarter to play it. So first it it's really great. It's really fun. It's it's fun. It's good.
0: That's nice of you to say. Thank you. I really like it. I like playing, um I grew up playing some of these word
1: games too. Scrabble is on my list. And I should just let People know right now you'll have a chance to play this game. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit later how you play our games, but we're gonna have them in Discord, and you'll be able to play this game as well. One of the things you told me was that in in creating this game, it was really an exercise about creating rules. Yes, correct. And when I looked at the rules, I was definitely a little confused, and it, it took me. You had to do a little bit of extra explaining. And what you did was was really clear, I think, though you said I might have made one mistake. It isn't just straightforward, you know, you come up with a five-letter word, I come up with a five-letter word. There, there's a couple of operations you have to do to change the letters. So one was delete one letter and insert a new letter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't clear to me, like, where can I do that? Your example was clock became locks but you, you also have to keep the letters in the same order. So the order wasn't, it wasn't clear to me that. So I could just delete one letter and add a new letter, but it doesn't tell me I can't rearrange them in any
0: way. That's true. You think it would be helpful to have it say in the
1: rules, you can't rearrange these letters? Well, in one of your rules, you can, right? So in that particular yes. operation, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, how did you feel? You had me just read the rules and we just started playing. Were there things I missed? Was there something you would change?
0: So a little bit, I did playtest this with my family and some other friends. And I did find there are some cases where the second operation of transforming two letters and the third operation of swapping two letters and transforming one of them are a little bit too similar in that if you, there's a way where you can essentially do the swap and transform where it winds up being functionally the same as transform two letters. And the way that the scoring worked, it just makes the rules not very useful to each other. So I think I would relook at the third operation. I think it is the most confusing. It is the least intuitive and doesn't score as well as the other two.
1: How did you come up with the the letters? So we have these, it's essentially your scoreboard. You have to try to use as many letters as possible. How did you come up with that?
0: Um. I guessed. I wanted to have access to more than just a singular alphabet, A through Z. And so I tried to make up a weighted scale based on a little bit of the frequency of letters. If you actually look at the first row, if you think Scra- uh, if you think Wheel of Fortune, R-S-T-L-N-E are among the most common letters. And I just went through and I also used a little bit of Scrabble scoring. The words that score higher in Scrabble are less frequent. And so... I originally had less opportunity to use those and I think we even shorted down to two of each letter with some exceptions.
1: So I can tell you time is everything in this game. If it's because we we when we played we alternated the time. We started with 60 seconds and then we moved down to 45 seconds, then we moved down to 30 seconds. And your rules say players decide on the turn time limit. I like rules like that where it's not you know, this is the only way to play my game. You have to play with a 45-second turn limit. So I like that they get to decide, um, and that does, like, change it dramatically. A 30-second game versus a 60-second game is, if it's, you feel the pressure in 30 seconds to come up with a word.
0: My other word game aficionado and I played 30-second time, and that was aggressive, but it was
1: fun. The one, the well, looking at your objectives and looking at, like, if we were looking at who was scoring more words... I think it would be really hard to use all of these letters in a game. And so it it feels like the strategy isn't to try to use a lot. It feels like the strategy is just change one so that you have more options going. Cause you, you said once I've used it, once I use the Z, for example, and I've used it once and I probably can't use a Z in any capacity, but I can't ever use the Z again. Right? Right. Right. So, and there's multiple copies of like a and S Um, it seems like the strategy would be just go slowly because eventually that person is going to run out of time.
0: Maybe. I think that would require playtesting beyond what I had the capacity to test. Yeah. I would be willing to bet I could find a way to work out being able to score two letters at a time, a mixture of scoring one and two letters that would outpace you if your only plan was to use score one letter. Confidence on this guy. I just think that many words exist in the language.
1: Sure, I just know an eighth of them. That's fair. Well,
0: thanks for playing. Um, I bet I do need to add, because we our game actually ended because I played an illegal word. I played a word that didn't exist. I should probably add that as an objective, where if a player plays a word that is not actually a word in the language that you're playing, the game ends and the other person wins.
1: My game is called Mark versus Jason. Mark, have you ever played Jenga? A couple of times. It's nothing like that. It's completely different.
0: Go on. Go on. I'm ready. <laughs> Do I need to put up my, like, is this a, a blocking game? Do I need to have my
1: dance fight hands up? You can block. There are ways to block, um, kind of. But dance fight, you're not even allowed to make contact in dance fighting. It's not. It's a safe sport. Something you play, apparently. Well, pitch me your game, Jason. Ding. Ding. I'm in the elevator.
0: Oh, yeah. Are we going to play in the elevator?
1: Hey, you I mean, no. <laughs> do you like board games? Go on. <laughs> I do. My game is a dice rolling drafting battle game where we are trying to knock out the other person. I I think for me especially in playing games with you, the objective for me is always to beat you. And this is like literally beating you. Like I'm literally going to beat you with like a golf club. I really enjoy drafting. That is definitely a mechanic I really like in games. So we were we were at a time, pretty big magic players. Um, we played a lot of magic. I really only liked drafting. I only really liked draft. You couldn't give me $100 to play Commander. Same. you just like, me... <laughs> I might take the $100, but I'd be really mad about the hour and a half I spend sitting next to you, like four, playing hours. four hours, however long Commander is, like no interest in that. I really enjoy drafting in games. And so draft is a, a feature of my game. We draft equipment, we draft skills, we draft armor, we put them on our character and then we fight and we fight by rolling dice.
0: I'd like the exhibit to show that Jason had to turn his one page over to two pages
1: this is not, pick up my game. How many pieces of paper are you holding? One page front. This is, this is, how many pieces of paper are you holding? One. It's a one page game if you're only holding one piece of paper. If you're going to number the pages on your game like <laughs> they were a book. <laughs> yes. How would you number them? Well, you don't usually number the first page. So the backside would be one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've broken any of the like actual rules for creating one page games. Uh, debatable. You print it, it's on one piece of paper. If you have a double-sided printer. (laughs) I could, like, there's a way for me to squeeze it. Like, if, you know. Anyway. And the abilities allow you to modify the dice. So it's not just, you roll a six, I roll a five, right? There's some other things that you can do, and there's some strategy on when you use certain abilities. That's the idea behind Mark versus Jason. Let's go. Let's play. In my game, we drafted abilities, and then we battled by rolling the die. And it was pretty clear that Mark had really good synergy with his abilities. He had an ability that allowed him to triple his ones and twos. He was really good at rolling twos. But also his other abilities uh, allowed him to change the uh, die up or down one or two. And so if he rolled a three, he could make it a two if he wanted, and he just absolutely crushed it. Take six. One, two, I think three, I'll, four, five. Are you
0: out of abilities? Yeah, I'm out. I think I'll up one mine and
1: down one yours. So you get me at a one.
0: I take one. I'm at ten.
1: Oof. Destroyed. <laughs> I feel you're overpowered. <laughs> GG again. Good like, game. You got the like best of me. Was really good. It's, it's funny that we each little won little the little other person's little game. Little yeah. does. Yeah, that little is. Little and your strategy in mine was really good. I don't know if it, how much of it was oh, I can use these things in conjunction with each other or it just worked out really well for you.
0: I think your observation about the unequal relative strength of the abilities I chose versus what you had, I think that's a good observation and something that some knobs that we would want to turn on if we look at our play test and how we'd want to iterate
1: the times three on the nunchuck felt very, very good. Probably a little too good. Yeah. I'm thinking that should come down from triple to double instead of tripling your ones and twos, doubling your ones and twos. And I think it would have been a lot closer. Yeah, I agree. Especially in the first game,
0: but I think what else fun factor? I think it's hilarious. (laughs) I had a great time. Um it reads very much like a I'm not finding a good word for it, but like an ode to our friendship, which yeah. I think you yeah. explained as the explicit goal, which, while very flavorful and entertaining for those of us on the in joke. I'm curious about how the like the little idiosyncrasies or things will hit for people that
1: are not us or not familiar with us. I did wonder that I, I thought about that. and I was creating, you know, the target for this this particular game was always you. I think posting it to Discord, which is something that we are going to do, was always like this bonus extra thing for people listening so that they can go and play and have fun. But you were always the the intended audience for this game.
0: High praise from the Mark and Mark versus Jason. Well, I appreciate that. I really like the draft portion. I think you balance the turn-taking well. I think a lot of the the features were interesting. The things that you could do with the different abilities had appealed to me. Was there anything that wasn't clear? It wasn't clear to me whether all of the die adjustments could be done to your own dice only or could be for either player.
1: Yeah. And when I think about how I wrote them, I think I wrote them with the intention that you can move anybody's. But I can understand why that wouldn't be clear. There's also something else that came up in our draft that my intention was clear, but it's, it's not clear in the rules, is there's one thing that says uh, you may use one-time abilities. I don't think there's a clear distinction here. What is a one-time ability versus what is a static ability? We figured it out while we were playing, mm-hmm. but to somebody else, if they just got this game without you or I there, I think it would be a little unclear
0: and you're talking about the like the multiplier for nunchucks and what were you using in the game you were using plus 1 for evens yeah plus 1 every time so I, those always persist whereas the other abilities
1: we had to choose to activate right you know like lower minus 3 how many times can you use that in a round can you just and what is a round that was that was one of the questions that mm-hmm. came up what is a round what is a match what is a round yeah
0: the good things to define in the either the setup or the rules um I think if we're being really picky, you might want to define a little bit better either like on the page or what numbers to use to remove from a, a life total and what is a life total and similar things. Just defining really clearly the the different terminology that you're bringing that's carrying rule bearing weight.
1: Right. This is why we did this. These are the things that we want to start understanding. You know, we didn't create these games to be published. Like that was not. Uh, the the exercise was to just start building. Just just get your hands in there, start making something.
0: I think mission accomplished. Your game was fun. You said mine was fun.
1: I like my game. Yeah. If we're going to sell one of these games, I think your game would be like the idea I would say, oh, let's try to develop that further. What else can we do? I know you had said one of the things you didn't want to do is just have single letters. I actually think it would be very interesting and simplified a little bit if it was just one letter of each. It was just A through Z, and you have to try to use them all or use as many as possible, whatever it is. I think that, that simplification would be interesting to me rather than trying to, you know, because I don't know how many letters you had, but it was more than 26. I want to simplify it a little bit. That's fair. My assumption always was that, or...
0: My thinking always was that the letter bank would be the tiebreaker or the last the last way that the game would end. I predicted that games would typically end with somebody not being able to meet the timer. Right. So it's a little bit of like a tiebreaker case. I agree. Um but yeah, you could definitely we could definitely experiment more with how many letters and what distribution of letters to use also. Your change propose, it would propose a really significant change to how
1: game, how we would score letters in the game Right, Just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I still think games would end on time because it, it would just it becomes more challenging when you only have access to one A.
0: That's true. You'd probably shorten the game substantially by doing that.
1: There's also a world where like you could continue to play, you can use the A again, even though you already used it once, but you just can't score it again. you know it keeps you alive. So you get to go to another round because you can change your word, but you just can't score anything. There's a lot we could do. I really like your game. So we want you all to be able to play these games as well. So we are posting these games in our Discord. You can find our Discord by going to themisplay.com and clicking on the Discord icon. And after you've given both games um, a try, we put a little poll in there where you can rate the games on rule writing, flavor, and fun factor. And don't think about it in terms of like, uh, which game is better? Just like, did you like playing these games? What did you think of the rules? And if you want to leave any additional feedback, feel free to leave a comment in Discord.
0: Happy gaming and thanks for playing.
1: What's next?
0: I had a lot of fun today. Me too. We played games. We had a little banter. We talked. We joked. It was a good time. We got to hang out. Go on. I'm a little bit apprehensive about the next show. I think you're going to have more fun than I will. Probably. Because we're going to talk about some of the business stuff. That's right. The jargon, the processes, the, the legalese, maybe some spreadsheets. It's a little bit beyond me, but Jason's going to guide us.
1: I know, I know that isn't necessarily your jam, but it's all important. It's the back end. The things you do to create an actual legal partnership that will be the foundation for the misplay as an LLC.
0: LLC, that stands for Little Lucky Company, right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's why you're in charge of these things. That's why you don't have the password to anything. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by our patron sponsors, Mike C., Missy, consider donating at patreon.com slash the misplay.
0: Ding. Hey, hi.
1: How's it going? Okay. Um can I tell you about my board game company? Sure. It's called The Misplay, and we are creating a podcast about making a board game company that makes board games. Do you like board games? Is that your thing?
0: I do. Perfect.
1: What's your favorite game? Settlers of Catan. Uh, (laughs) Ding. Bye.